Wine and Crime contains graphic and explicit content that may not be suitable for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. The podcast where three friends chug wine, chat true crime, and unleash their worst Minnesotan accents. I'm Kenyon. I'm Lucy. And I'm Amanda. And this episode, we will be discussing exorcisms gone wrong. Gone wrong. <laughs> but, like, what's an exorcism that's gone right? right. <laughs> you are In the real third life. person to ask me that. <laughs> <laughs> can't can't figure it out i'm excited i had fun my my segment is short but like i couldn't not cover this story but i got so deep into the rabbit hole of wikipedia and all kinds of research on this mm-hmm. exorcisms are cray they They're are cray. insanity yep Ugh, so <laughs> many videos that Vi- you shouldn't watch videos? and then try to go to bed yeah Oh, man. They're not real, though, don't you think? I mean, no, it's all fucking garbage, in my opinion, but that's just because I'm, you know... An atheist. <laughs> I don't believe in anything, including just the basic joy of living. <laughs> I'm an atheist. I believe in Dr. Nandy, and that's it. But I believe that exorcisms expel a demon from one's body that is possessed. I believe it. 100%. Cool. I'm on board. Yeah. I've saged my house before. I don't know. (laughs) I think any ritual that makes you feel better works, even if it doesn't actually work. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean by that? Yeah. Placebo effect. Exactly. Anyway. So, before (laughs) we Episode over. Everybody have a good day. (laughs) uh, Amanda, what is our wine crime pairing? Yes. Well, we have heard your cries, and we have chosen a white a white wine white for God. this week's episode. A white wine. Um, <laughs> this is the Santa Elvira Pinot Grigio. Ooh. I wanted something Italian for this week's episode because, you know, the Vatican yep. and shit. Yep. Mm. Even though my segment is out of Sri Lanka. It's just like overall exorcism made me think of like old world Italian Catholics. Yeah, the Pope. And, and the Catholics l- love their exorcisms. They oh, yeah. really do. They're all they do it right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so many. Roll rolls. Rolls. Anyway. <laughs> so, uh, okay. Um, this is a bottle that is, or by the time you hear this, was available at a wonderful local restaurant in the Linden Hills neighborhood of Minneapolis. Oh, The my. Harriet Brasserie. Ooh, that shout is out. my favorite. My mm-hmm. favorite. They're amazing. It's so good. Mm-hmm. The Harriet Brasserie. I repeat, the Harriet Brasserie. Yeah. Go for um, brunch. You can sit outside with your dog. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And their owners are listeners and just downright amazing people who offer amazing food and wine. So go check them out. And that's my shout out of the day. They also have really nice bathrooms. They really do. Those like single ones where you're not like pooping next to anybody. It's real nice. It's just gorgeous. Um, It is. It's a real beautiful place to go. Uh, so let's talk about this bottle, which does retail for about eight bucks. So it's right in our price range. Mm-hmm. Almost spendy by our standards. Yeah. Oh, you fancy. Um, Slow down there, money bags. <laughs> oh, eight dollars. You fancy now. 
<laughs> money bags, Scrooge McDuck. I don't know. That was stupid. <laughs> so it. let's talk about Pinot Grigio. I will. Let's talk about Pinot Grigio. Um, it is thought to be a mutant clone of the Pinot Noir variety. <laughs> Why didn't you say this relate for our to. mutant clone episode? <laughs> We're going to have one of those. It's okay. I'll choose a different Pinot Grigio. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Where was I? Mutant clone threw me off. Um, It normally has, the grape itself normally has a grayish blue coloring to it, which accounts for its name. Grigio means gray in Italian, or gris means gray in French. Pinot Gris is just the French Pinot Mm -hmm. Grigio, or vice versa. Mm. Um, But the grapes can have a huge uh, array of colors, so brownish pink or black, even white. Um, So it's kind of all over the map. Okay. And the wines produced by Pinot Grigio can also vary in color from almost completely clear, which is the one that we're drinking today is very clear and effervescent. Um, It can be golden yellow. It can even be a little bit pink, almost blush. Uh, we did <laughs> sounds like you're describing how you're your in. pee is going to look yeah. after, after you drink the bottle <laughs> yeah, or eat exactly. pee. Pretty it, clear, effervescent. It looks like if you're fully hydrated. Also, side story. Uh, apparently, all of my life, I was severely dehydrated until yeah, um, you and everyone else <laughs> until in the world. Like about six months ago, and mm-hmm. I said something about pee to Zach, and he was like, mm-hmm. "What?" And I was like, "You know, you know how pee has that like really strong." smell and really dark color and he was like what (laughs) (laughs) yeah your pee is supposed to be like clear and pretty much devoid of scent which I I didn't learn until a year ago I very vividly (laughs) remember Kenyon telling me like oh I've been drinking so much water lately I feel great I have all this energy and you told me how much water you drink I'm like a glass yeah, a day. Sounds about right. <laughs> I, know. I, I started I, drinking one like glass a day. Five glasses a day. She's like, this is revelatory. <laughs> it's changing my life. I was, I, I could have died. That's how dehydrated I was for my entire life. Jesus. Because now my pee is actual, normal, clear colored. And I also pee every 25 minutes, but it's fine. Mm-hmm. I'm really happy for you. Yeah. Okay. TMI. Continue. (laughs) Back to the wine. So, (laughs) like we learned in the Crimes of Passion episode, Pinot means pine cone, and these grapes are named as such for how they cluster together on the vine. Um, This is an Italian Pinot Grigio, so it'll have more of an old world style to it. In Italy, Pinot Grigio grapes are often harvested early to retain the refreshing acidity and minimize some of the overt fruitiness of the variety. So it's going to create a little bit more of a neutral flavor profile. So we're looking at a very drinkable wine that is not too sweet. And Mm -hmm. again, a twist off this week. Thank God. (laughs) So I'm going to give this a yank. Oh, Oh. And we're live, people. Breaking the seal. Cheers, y'all. Cheers. Cheers. Mm-mm-mm-mm. All right. Laura, do you want to give us some background and possibly psychology into exorcisms? And techniques. Oh. Ooh. Even better. Ooh. I'm going to take notes. <laughs> you really should. You might need this information. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> exorcism comes from the Greek word exorcismos, which means binding by oath, and that will mm. make a little more sense later. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so the definition, in case you didn't know, it's the religious or spiritual practice of purportedly evicting demons or other energies from a person or area believed to be possessed. Okay. Um, this is done depending on the beliefs of the exorcist by having the demons swear an oath. Okay. I guess it wasn't even that much later that that last thing made sense. Okay. <laughs> this will make sense in half a sentence. <laughs> Immediately. So fucking be patient for once in your fucking lives. Ooh, and uh, or someone's that about projecting. wraps it up for me. Just cool. kidding. <laughs> Uh, so, okay, so having the demon swear an oath, perform a ritual, or simply by commanding that the demon leave the person or area in the name of a higher power. Okay. Um, so a long time ago, it was widely, you know, before science, mm-hmm. it was widely believed that all illnesses were caused by demons or bad spirits. So mm-hmm. um, exorcisms were very, very popular before, you know literacy mm-hmm. Makes so, sense. right there was a surge. before neil degrasse tyson and bill Nye. <laughs> oh. <laughs> they really instigated the boom i mm-hmm. would say yep. in exorcisms mm-hmm. um so uh there was a surge in the practice during the middle ages where there are many cases of very barbaric treatments of the mentally ill mm-hmm. and um lots of uh artwork murals depicting these various tortures so yep Good pretty stuff. simple google search if you want to check that out um <laughs> uh so although exorcisms are commonly associated with violence it is considered a cure for the victim and not a punishment so they typically don't turn violent unless the demon is really really powerful or <laughs> You know, Lucifer himself. <laughs> I don't. This hurts me more than it hurts it you. It hurts you. <laughs> exactly. Doubtful. So the possessed person is unwillingly manipulated by the demon. It's it's not their fault. Mm-hmm. Um, and pretty much every religion, like I said, uh, it was really popular a long time ago. So pretty mm-hmm. much every religion talks about expelling evil spirits from a person or an area. Yeah. Um, I actually couldn't find a single example that they don't have some sort of exorcism. Interesting. Um, so the ones that I kind of dove a little bit deeper into were Buddhism, Christianity, mm-hmm. and particularly Catholicism, mm-hmm. the freaks. <laughs> and I, sorry, I can say sorry, that because I grew up Catholic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hinduism, Islam, Judaism, and Taoism. Wow. Okay. So in Christian exorcisms, and I got the most information here just because... Yeah, it was just the most information available in English. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a distinction made between formal exorcisms, which mm-hmm. are the ones sanctioned by the Vatican. Only a priest can do them during a baptism, which I think they might, like, re-baptize adults. I can't see a baby being possessed, but I don't know. <laughs> okay. They're teething. Um, or, or, the, or the priest needs written or needs permission from a bishop. Because okay. <laughs> I thought this was kind of funny. In order to do like a real, real exorcism, they call on certain saints. Mm-hmm. So I imagined the bishop as like the saint's like secretary and be like, oh, they're not available this time. No, you're going to have to wait till April. Uh huh. Yeah. We'll pencil <laughs> you in. 
the just saints a are... bishop managing a giant calendar for like <laughs> thousands of Catholic saints. <laughs> They're busy. They got Google shit to keeps do. crashing. <laughs> <laughs> They're crying into slices of apples. No, this wasn't my day. <laughs> Drink your juice, <laughs> Shelby. And by juice, I mean your Pinot Grigio. Um, okay, and so, but there's also a form of exorcism that does not need to be performed by a priest with permission from the bishop, and then we just call this prayers of deliverance, and that can be performed by anyone, such as Billy Graham. Oh, so, fucking Christ. Okay. Uh-huh. So all of those people, they're not, like, real Catholic exorcisms. They're, they'd be categorized officially as prayers of deliverance. Is that mm. because they're Protestant? Because, like, um, Billy it's because Graham... They're not a, it's because they're not a priest. Oh, they, okay. They don't have, like, you know, the, the certification from the Vatican to right. be doing this. Okay. Okay. Um, so the priest or exorcist, which again is not necessarily a member of the clergy, but they could just be a Christian who believes that they have been gifted powers by God to influence demons. I'm adding that to my resume. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Um, they may use, (laughs) they, they may use, uh, prayers, uh, religious materials such as, this was cool, a set of formulas um, so, like, if the demon is behaving this certain way, then they have, like, a, a book where it's, um, it's called the Ritual Romanum, Romanum. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Um, it outlines certain prayers and in certain orders that certain types of exorcisms should be performed based on, I don't know, whatever criteria. But they have a rubric, which that was kind of cool. That's Thank amazing. God. Mm-hmm. Um, they... Can use gestures, symbols, icons, uh, sacramentals like a Bible or a rosary or a crucifix, mm-hmm. etc. They Catholics invoke Jesus Christ rather than anyone else. Jesus Christ is like you know, in the name of Jesus, come out of this little girl. Yeah, the, yeah. the power of Christ compels you. The right. power of Christ compels you. Yep. Okay. Sometimes <laughs> weekly exorcisms over the course of several years may be necessary. So like on the priest, same patient or person? Yeah. Wow. Like they'll just work work a little chunk out at a time. Mm. I don't know. Not chunks, but you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's an ongoing project. Sync up to the patient's menstrual cycle? <laughs> Probably in <an> our case. <laughs> <laughs> On the third week of every month, she goes berserk and starts <laughs> levitating. It's I'm so gonna, weird. Over my tampons, I'm going to start <laughs> encanting the power of Christ compels you. Please do. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, so funny. The Pope would be so proud. Okay. Um, this is also important. Psychics are like pr- psychics. I meant priests. <laughs> like real. Same diff. <laughs> <laughs> that was a Freudian slip. <laughs> okay. Miss Cleo, the Pope, it's all the same to me. So a lot of priests are trained specifically for exorcisms. And actually, I think it was in 2014, the Pope made a decree that every single, um, oh shit, what's it called? Like a district, like a church district. Diocese? I can't hmm. think of the name. Yes, a diocese. 
every single one needs to have at least one priest that is trained in exorcism. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Oh, my God. That, that's they, still something that is required in 2017. Mm-hmm. And that, was, that decree was made by our current pope in 2014. Yeah, and he's mm-hmm. supposed to be all chill. I mean, yeah. I think exorcisms are cool. I think they're chill. <laughs> and they also have, like, workshops and, like, continuing education about it. <laughs> PD. Professional so development. We yeah. need to go to one of these workshops. Oh, oh my man. God. Flights to Rome. Stat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so priests are cautioned to rule out psychiatric afflictions before resorting to exorcism because, duh. We learned our lesson in the Middle Ages. So I actually came across one little stat about that in my research about my case. And it said that in 1999, the Vatican um, issued new guidelines for the first time since 1614. (laughs) Wow. It's been a minute. It was time. About driving out devils. And I'm, I'm reading this now. It urged priests to take modern psychiatry into account in deciding who should be exercised. Yeah, in 1999. Yep. Wow. So. Yep. <laughs> there's that. So they're all uh, cut up. Uh, we're good. <laughs> so your little joke date. about our current pope being quite progressive when mm-hmm. taking that into consideration. Yeah, I guess he is. He pretty much is. I know. There were popes for 300 some years. I didn't do shit about it, so. Fair enough. 1999 was like John Paul, right? I think so. I don't John know. Like JP2? Good on you, JP2. <laughs> <laughs> Catching us up. <laughs> Poland. You were better than that <laughs> Nazi in between. Oh, good God. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. This is getting scary. Um, okay. I'm going to keep chugging along here. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to keep chugging along over here. Oh, yeah. Ooh, good idea. Um, there are many references to Jesus doing exorcisms in the Bible. So it's mm-hmm. like kind of the norm, I guess. Okay. I don't know. Pretty regular stuff. Moving on to Tibetan Buddhism. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so this religion is like, there are just ghosts everywhere. They, uh, they There's ghosts everywhere. That's just common knowledge. So um, the ghosts in this religion, which sort of overlaps with the culture, mm-hmm. um, the ghosts are occupying a world that overlaps the human world. So <laughs> there is regular interaction and there's cause and effect between the ghost world and the human world. Okay. And what what they call a hungry ghost, this is horrifying, is described as having a tiny throat and a huge stomach. So it is always hungry and it can't be satisfied. Holy shit. That Mm. is my exact body type. (laughs) I know. (laughs) That is eerily familiar. Yeah, I really identify with... The hungry ghost. <laughs> the hungry ghost. <laughs> um, so basically these ghosts are just sort of mischievous and always causing problems for the people mm-hmm. it hangs around. So uh, Tibetan Buddhists have an annual ghost day, mm-hmm. and that is a ceremony on the 29th day of the 12th month of the Tibetan calendar. So 
It would be kind of like our New Year's Eve celebration. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. They're, cle- they're cleaning out all of the old ghosts, and they're making room for the new year. Okay. Cool. New ghosts in the new year. Wait, is that um, like they felt- tomb sweeping day in China? Or no? Sure. Yeah, but I don't think that was in that time of year. But it's sort of this... Wasn't tomb sweeping day in, like, October? I have no idea. Whatever. That was just a holiday they created because the tombs were getting filthy and they didn't know what to do about it. (laughs) Basically. Sweep them. Let's make a holiday. Let's blame a ghost. Tomb sweeping day. It's done. Mm -hmm. So, uh... That the, during this ghost day celebrations, temples hold religious dance ceremonies, families clean out their houses and decorate rooms, and they eat a special noodle soup. Yum. And then in the, in the evenings, this sounds horrifying too, in the evenings people carry torches and call out the words of exorcism rituals. Okay. So they like okay. march around town with torches, basically exorcising the area. Okay. <sighs> I'm just imagining the three of us on 4th of July at night with like sparklers and broccoli salad screaming. (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm picturing Halloween. That's the visual I'm getting. Just like trick or treat. Right. (laughs) But with like a torch. With fire. Yeah. Yeah. We we do some creepy shit ourselves. I guess Mm -hmm. we shouldn't be passing judgment. Yeah. Also, I... I need to sage my home for the third time, which I never mm-hmm. really equated with exorcism. But now that I'm thinking about it, it's totally exorcism. Mm-hmm. Do are you guys you, sage your houses? Are you Ellen I've done it. from the Karen and Ellen letters? Or? <laughs> are you going to be charging your landlord for the cost of your I mean, guru? I do identify very strongly with Ellen. Mm-hmm. I, <laughs> I have definitely saged two of my homes, and I have saged my homes with some of my dad's ashes so that I can replace... Bad juju with positive juju. I, I haven't like saged my home. Maybe that's why I get sick all the time. I need mm-hmm. to get. And on I don't this. even really believe in this shit, and I still you do it because it makes you me don't feel get, good. You get sick all the time because you don't drink any water. No, I've that gotten too. better. I drink water now. <laughs> <laughs> and wine. One oh, for God. one. There's mm-hmm. wine. There's water in wine. Lots of it. Um, okay, so moving on to Hinduism. I don't know if you guys know a lot about Hinduism. It is extraordinarily confusing. I took a Religions of the World class, and it was, like, Oh, it's bonkers. Yeah, not to offend anyone, including Dr. Nandi. Namaste. To each their own, but (laughs) our simple, narrow minds can't comprehend any of this. There are literally millions of gods, literally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there are only four holy books, and it is from the Avar- Oop, Atharva Veda, which is one of the holy books, mm-hmm. refers to exorcism, magic, and alchemy, which mm. is kind of cool. Like it. I like that that's included in their books. Yep. Heck yeah. I can get on board with this. Mm-hmm. I'm Hindu now. So, ex- <laughs> I'm Hindu now. That's how conversion <laughs> works, right? You just say it. Say it three times. Mm-hmm. I'm Hindu now, I'm Hindu now, I'm Hindu now. There you go. I marry you, I marry you, You, I marry you. you. God damn it. (laughs) Don't make me cry again. (laughs) Sorry about it. Okay. (laughs) Exorcisms are performed with recitations of names, scriptures, and mantras out loud. So they just kind of chant certain things, and then Mm -hmm. they keep holy pictures of the deities around. Okay. Um... And if you're familiar with Hinduism, the important deities to have in this sort of ritual are 
Shiva, Vishnu, Hanuman, Brahma, and Shakti. Mm. Yep. Got and it. they also burn incense. Cool. It sounds pretty. This one sounded like the coolest type of exorcism yeah. of all of them. I like yeah. it. Well, nobody is like getting abused physically. Right. They're just like, <laughs> let's make this room smell better and say yeah, shit. Yeah, let's not splash water like on a, anybody. It's like a spa. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Everybody chill. Let's just <laughs> let's just smoke these fuckers out and then go have some really good food. <laughs> we are really offensive. Okay. <laughs> That's a compliment. In Islam, exorcisms are performed to repair the damage caused by black magic. Mm. So okay. modern exorcisms, there's there's a lot of like contemporary alternative medicine happening in like Muslim areas and right now and it's they call it medicine of the prophet so they're kind of going back to like holistic sort of you know not modern treatments for things okay Um, but modern exorcisms are part of this kind of movement um, usually the person the, who is possessed lies down with the sheik, and the sheik puts a hand on their forehead and recites verses from the Quran. They may uh, sprinkle some holy water on there or drink some holy water and apply perfumes. Occasionally, the call for daily prayer is recited because this is said to repel non-angelic beings. Okay. And I'm not sure if that reasoning... If it's just like a coincidence preventative <laughs> that they that they repel non non angels, or mm-hmm. if that is why that is the daily call to prayer. Oh yeah, the okay. call for daily prayers. Right. Okay. Okay. So Kenyon, you can answer for this one because Judaism is the second creepiest. Oh, and I'm an, <laughs> and I'm an expert because my fiance, fiance is, is Jewish, the most secular Jew of all time. Yes, mm. continue. <laughs> Get him in here so he can explain this to us. (laughs) Wake him up. (laughs) He'd be like, bagels? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Locks? Okay. Okay, so a long time ago, exorcisms were often performed by administering poisonous root extracts and making sacrifices. Jesus. But today... (laughs) It's slightly less creepy. The ritual is performed by a special rabbi and a minion, which is a group of 10 adult men, and they all gather in a circle around the victim, the possessed person. The group recites Psalm 91 three times, and the rabbi blows a ram's horn in different pitches and tones. Uh, What? It's called the shofar. The ram's horn. Okay. I it's like creepy. this show far. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. I'm so sorry. Well, the purpose of blowing the show far in different pitches is to, quote, shatter the body, Ooh. which loosens the demon inside. Show far, show good. Am I right? Show far, show good. Oh, my God. I am loving this. <laughs> So the rabbi then converses with the demon, asks it questions, you know, a little job interview, and performs a ceremony for it so that the demon feels safe enough to leave the body. Gotta make him comfortable. Okay. So it ends It ends kind of pleasantly, but I am totally picturing a scene from Eyes Wide Shut 
before then. <laughs> it ends pleasantly for the demon. <laughs> right. <laughs> Not really for the victim, most likely. And the victim, their body is the shattered. So. Fatality rate is fifty to sixty percent. One hundred percent. We're gonna call that clearance rate. At least one eardrum will be shattered. Yeah, popped by the shofar. Oh my god. Okay, one more. So in Taoism, there are. Th- Two reasons why a person is possessed. Either the person has disturbed a ghost and the ghost is seeking revenge, so it's the person's fault, or another person has used black magic to conjure a demon and curse this person. So Fucking okay. kind of yep. patriarchy. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> oh, speaking of fucking patriarchy. Fun fact from an actual exorcist in the U.S., he claims that all demons are male. Hmm. <laughs> all right. I'm fine with that. Which I'm going to go with that. 100%. Yeah. I am fine with that. <laughs> mm-hmm. They can, like, take on a female persona if it suits them, if they need to, like, lure someone in, but mm-hmm. demons are male. And yeah, men okay. are demons. So, that's <laughs> <Joy>. <laughs> yeah. The transitive property. Hashtag yep. not all men. Okay, guys. <laughs> oh, my God. Boo. Get out. But all demons. <laughs> I booed myself. <laughs> it felt bad to say. <laughs> spit it out. Just go spit in the sink. <laughs> okay. Um, so exorcisms in Taoism include chant. This is really weird. Include chanting, gestures, and praying, but they're always like super dramatic performances Mm-hmm. Usually during festivals, and I'm picturing them just like drawing a huge crowd, and it's like mm-hmm. very dramatic, and there's like several people who are possessed, and everyone's yelling and squirming mm-hmm. and dancing, and it's like, I dig it, kind of weird. Get a grip. It's, it's done more for entertainment than for actual mm-hmm. exercising. Results, yeah, it's well, it's become um, like a ritualized right. thing. Yeah. Uh, the exorcists or leaders hit themselves in order to bleed because in their religion, blood is protective. And then they blot the, their own blood on people's doorways to ward off evil spirits. Ooh, okay. That's kind well, of fun. That's like a combination of self-flagellation in Christianity mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. whole Passover lamb's, lamb's blood, blood shit. Mm-hmm. I've heard creepier. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. At least you're doing it to yourself. <laughs> Take it. Okay, okay. So scientifically speaking, demonic possession is shockingly not a valid psychiatric diagnosis. You what? don't say. <laughs> so <laughs> medically, people who claim to be possessed could either be could be diagnosed with lots of other illnesses like hysteria, mania, psychosis, Tourette's, epilepsy, Ooh. schizophrenia, or dissociative disorder dissociative identity disorder, i.e. multiple personalities. Okay. But so all of that it, makes sense. Isn't it usually like the loved ones and the church that mm-hmm. decides someone is possessed? It's not it's not usually the victim being like, I really could use some help. Right. Feeling a little possessed lately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like I mean, even if the family did consult a physician to come take a look at this person, they could still be diagnosed with any of those things. Right. I mean, dissociative identity disorder makes a lot of sense. To I me. feel like I feel like if you are of the mindset that 
you would look to exorcism to be a solution in general, you probably are not consulting a physician. That's speculation on my part. But yeah, or you don't have I a read great a, handle on mental illness. Right. I mean, I read I read a story that totally broke my heart about a family that tried to basically pray their child's diabetes away. Oh, their child was, I know. A, was an untreated type one diabetic, and the kid died of complications due to diabetic ketoacidosis, which is super painful and drawn out, and you die of just like a horrific illness, basically. Mm-hmm. And the family was charged for like gross negligence and basically like murder by neglect, but. It's that, I don't know, it seems similar to me where it's like, well, we're just going to try to pray the gay away and see what happens. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. then people end up really hurt physically and psychologically in the Mm -hmm. end. For things that are, you know. Treatable. Eminently treatable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So another reason why in 2000, or what, 1999, was it 99? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That they're like, oh, you should probably... Talk to a doctor before you do a fucking exorcism. Yep. Mm-hmm. There's also something called monomania, where there is one affliction in an otherwise sound mind. So you can okay. be completely sane except for one. It could be a major disruption. Mm-hmm. And they call it partial insanity. And mm. a type of monomania is called demonomania. Mm. That is basically a scientific word for believing that you are possessed by the devil. Oh, okay. Okay. So I guess there is a scientific definition, but it's not really a diagnosis Mm-mm. because they would treat it as if it were any of those other right. conditions. Right. Because it's a mental illness. It's not a mm-hmm. fact. An actual possession. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so the illusion that exorcism works, as we were talking about earlier, is attributed to the placebo effect or to the power of suggestion. Mm-hmm. And some cases suggest that the victim is just super narcissistic or <laughs> suffering from low self-esteem and they're doing it for attention, which is sort of like Munchausen possession. Ooh, I like that. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, some would, physicians... Wouldn't be my choice. I think I would rather start a podcast for attention. Yep. Which, weird. (laughs) (laughs) It's working. Seems like a healthier way to handle our narcissism, in my opinion. (laughs) I agree. So some physicians have compared psychosurgery, such as something called trepanation, which is just where they drill a hole in your skull. Ooh, is that like lobotomy, kind of, or...? Um, it's a little well, bit different. Well, lobotomy is where they take a piece out. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. What's the one where they, like, stick an just... ice pick into your eyeball corner? That's a lobotomy. They just, like, scramble your brains around a little. Ooh. Okay. Uh, um, but the hole in the head is allegedly just to relieve pressure or, in mm. some cases, to let the demons out of your brain. Hmm. Yep. <laughs> Makes sense. Yep. Um, so some physicians, physicians have compared that and psychotherapy to exorcism. So a lot of... Not a lot. Some physicians have bridged, made a bridge between exorcism and just getting help for your mental illness. Mm-hmm. Kind of, I mean, depending on your point of view, it makes right. a lot of sense. And your surroundings. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so exorcism is kind of making a comeback okay. <laughs> in the United States since the 1970s. Oh, my God. Um, there was a 50% increase in the number of exorcisms performed in the U.S. between the early 60s and the mid-70s. Hmm. Um, so there are a couple things that maybe could account for this. Uh, mm-hmm. Alleged satanic murders were kind of on the rise. 
Satanic media, panic. Media mm-hmm. attention sort of exacerbated those things. Mm-hmm. Interest in the occult, which would be like tarot cards, crystals, yoga. Yeah. Mm. My bookshelf. Um, yeah. All yeah. of my interests listed on Facebook and my <laughs> Tinder <key>. profile. <laughs> um, and the movie The Exorcist, which yeah. I don't know if you guys remember, well, obviously you don't remember when this came out, but if you've heard that like the very first trailer that was shown in a theater for this movie, the visuals were so flashy, black and white, kind of confusing and scary, and the music was so nonsensical synthesizer electronic like just noise mm-hmm. that people were physically ill mm-hmm. it's fucking so, amazing so well, didn't the, somebody like, die on set too and they yeah. were, there was all this panic about like the whole movie and the crew being cursed and yeah. blah 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 there were a couple of deaths related to the movie i think mm-hmm. the the whole set burned down mm-hmm. see yeah. i'm getting this mysterious fires i don't know Pol- a lot of this happened in Poltergeist also. I'm kind of mm-hmm. getting those confused. But yeah. but then again, the media attention just sort of like, you know, drew more people to be talking about it and to be interested in it and to maybe claim that they were possessed by a devil instead of developing schizophrenia. Sure. Okay. okay. Um, and the internet also. Not that that happened in the 70s, but just today yeah. during its surge. Um, and podcasts such as this. Yeah, so think about it Um, if an exorcism is right for you. Do you guys also remember, it was must have been like last year before the primaries when John Boehner accused Ted Cruz of being Lucifer himself. (laughs) I also love that Ted Cruz has been accused of being the Zodiac Killer. (laughs) He definitely is the Zodiac Killer. And also there were some hecklers that came to a Ted Cruz like town hall that had crucifixes and mirrors shouting at them to like repent but do you think trump care will cover the cost of my exorcism probably more than a shmushmortion most likely more than a shmushmortion for sure um in 2014 so the same time that that decree came around the catholic international association of exorcists told you it was real Mm-hmm. Uh, claimed that this surge was because of an increasingly secular society. Uh-huh. So whether they meant this caused more possessions because mm-hmm. we are in the grips of the devil or because they were just more popular due to the internet and the occult and what movies and whatever. Yeah. I love I'm not how really sure. this group of crazies was basically mm-hmm. like, we're doing more crazy shit. Because all of you aren't into our crazy shit. So yeah, right. enough, it's really anyway. your fault. <laughs> it's right? cyclical. I I it makes sense. <laughs> um, so the last the last little bit I've got for you guys is describing some creepy shit that people have done while being exercised. Ooh, Ooh. I like that. Obviously this is what we've all been waiting for. <laughs> so I'm gonna tell you their names and if this is a case of yours, I'll skip it. Okay. okay. So in nineteen 19- Oops, sorry. In 1619, a woman named Mademoiselle Elizabeth de Ronfang was possessed. She did the wrong thing. (laughs) 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 But it felt so right. She got into the wrong thing. (laughs) Um, So she was possessed, and the demon spoke. There are 
obviously just records of this. No video capture back in the 17th Mm. century. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) The demon spoke fluently and fluidly between French, Greek, Latin, Hebrew, and Italian. All right. Um, So she was educated. (laughs) Check. Uh, The demon recited the thoughts and sins of the people around her. So she was also a A bitch. Check. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, She recited some secrets of the church in different languages that were later corroborated by, like, the... like church officials. Okay. Um, this was the coolest part, I thought. The, <laughs> so during the exorcism, the demon interrupted the exorcist who had misspoken during one of the Latin prayers. Yeah. So the demon interrupted him to correct him and then mock him for it. Girl is like the first woman splainer, and I yeah. love her. <laughs> yeah. I I know. She was super cool. Or at least the first to put a stop to some priest mansplaining to her that she needs an exorcism. But really, yeah. it's like, educated woman, get the she, devil out. Yeah. She's like, can you fucking get it right, you fucking idiot? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, in 1906, Clara Germana Sele, she's from South Africa. Oh. For whatever reason, she made a pact with the devil, allegedly. She and Cordelia. She, she was repulsed by crucifixes. She could speak several languages all of a sudden, none of which she knew beforehand. And she could read the thoughts of people around her. So very similar to this other one. Okay. She made animalistic noises. She levitated five feet in the air. Oh. And she tried to strangle the priest who attempted the exorcism with his, like, priest, like, stole. Awesome. I would That's do that. fucking badass. Yeah. Great visual, right? Yeah. Hell yeah. So she was eventually exorcised. Um, and then the last one, this is pretty well known in the U.S. because it was an American boy in the mm-hmm. 1940s named Robbie Mannheim. He used a Ouija board and became possessed. Oh. Mm-hmm. Which, if you get possessed every time you use a Ouija board, just write me off. Oh, oh my God. God. Do you remember how many did. hours? We spent hours in Lucy's closet, the three of us, trying yep. to talk to Kurt Cobain. <laughs> hours. <laughs> And Kenyon was always the one who would move it, and I believed every word. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I wasn't into Kurt Cobain, though. I like to make up other stories. I Mm -hmm. got you guys good. You really did. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, that was really fun. (laughs) Um, Okay, so people around him reported before... Before it was clear that he was, like, possessed, people around him reported hearing strange sounds like dripping water, footsteps, and scratching, but they Did couldn't they have tell a cat? where it was coming from. <laughs> no, it made no sense where it was coming from. Mm. Raccoon in the walls. Strange sounds like a dog barking and a hamster <laughs> wheel turning. <laughs> It's creepier on Wikipedia, okay? I love explaining away all of this shit with just nonsense. I like it. Okay. Religious artifacts. So when he was being exercised, religious artifacts flew off the walls. Words were scratched into his skin. He spoke in tongues. He levitated and his body contorted. And then when he was finally exercised in the hospital... 
Hospital staff reported, quote, cries of bestial anguish and the smell of sulfur. So screaming and a lot of farts. Yeah. (laughs) I can't believe he was exercising in a hospital. That's how bad it got. It was the 40s. I mean, at least they brought him to a hospital. It was the 40s. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. All right. That does it for me. That's amazing. I love mm, that. This was really good background. I loved this. Yeah, <laughs> thanks. Um, Better okay. than my blood spatter. A lot of gas. No, my soothing blood spatter movie titles. No, that cannot be topped. <laughs> yeah, that was amazing. The blood spatter yoga poses. I need to get that like as a recording. It was actually mm-hmm. soothing. It was so Exhalation soothing. Exhalation through bloodied lips. <laughs> Hammer. Never been so striking calm. Tape. Covered sponge. Finger smearing <laughs> blood on plexiglass. After 240 seconds. <laughs> okay. Oh my god. All right. So my case is um, was actually part of the Romanian Orthodox Church, Ooh. which falls under the umbrella of just Eastern Orthodox churches, which are kind of like... Catholicism plus. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the Eastern Orthodox churches claim that, like, you know, back a thousand years ago, it was the Roman Catholics that split off from, like, the true path. And mm-hmm. these churches follow, like, traditional Christianity more than even, like, strict Roman Catholics. Okay. Gotcha. So, super anti-science, um, whatever. They also have a tradition of exorcisms, and um, I read that the official policy, and I don't know how recent this is, but I'm I guess, imagining a pamphlet. <laughs> yeah, no, there was. I'm sure that there were like directives handed down. Um, mm-hmm. So the official policy recently is that no more than two exorcisms can be carried out on the same individual during a given calendar year. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Seems reasonable. (laughs) Three priests must be present and uh, mental illness must have been ruled out by professionally qualified experts, but they don't define, mm-hmm. they don't say medical experts, but, you know, they're, tr- they're trying to get there. Right. Um, but that is about as modern as uh, this particular branch of the Romanian Orthodox Church gets, because the rest of it is, like, positively medieval. Um, mm. All right, so my case, the victim had the saddest life ever. Oh, God. Um, she uh, was born... Um, okay, so she was 23 years old when she died, but she already had, like, the saddest life of all time. So her okay. name is, like, Maricicha Irina Cornici. Okay. Cornichiwa. Cornichiwa. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're going to call her Irina because mm-hmm. I can't pronounce either of her other two names. Sounds um, great. <laughs> okay. Just call her Corny. <laughs> Corny. Corny. Just call her Cordonia. Cut out the oh, middleman. Sorry, she's dead. I forgot. <laughs> okay. So. 
you did not forget. She, uh, <laughs> she was born in communist Romania in 1982. Mm-hmm. And Romania... Fun was ruled at the time by, like, the harshest dictator, maybe, of, like, the entire Soviet bloc. Um, Oh, great. And I can't pronounce his name. Um, But he's very well known as being just this horrible authoritarian dictator. And Mm -hmm. under his regime, uh, abortions were strictly prohibited because the state wanted to increase the population and labor supply. Jesus. So, uh, so like, even, like, in cases of incest, even to save the mother, like, right. no abortions Wouldn't whatsoever. So, and everybody is, like, dirt poor. Um, yeah. So, it led to this huge surge in abandoned and orphaned children. Okay. Jeez. Okay. So, Irina's uh, biological father hanged himself when she was still a baby. Mm-hmm. Um Apparently in front of the children, but they were, like, too young to remember it. Oh, God. Okay. Um, and then soon afterwards, her alcoholic mother left her and her brother at an orphanage um, mm-hmm. in this city of Arad in Romania, Ugh. which is actually supposed to be a really beautiful city, and it kind of looks like Parisian almost, but... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, at the time, it's horrific, and its orphanages are real bad. Yeah. Um, so, while at the orphanage, Irina and the other children were routinely starved, beaten, and abused. Mm. Um, administrators stole money, food, and uh, donations from the public that were intended for the children uh, for, their, for their own personal gain. Assholes. Yeah. And it's also very likely that Irina, like other children, uh, were used in child pornography. No. Uh. Yeah. Like, orchestrated by the orphanage workers. God. That's disgusting. Yeah. So, starting out rough. Yeah, so off to a great start. (laughs) Doesn't get better. Um... So, Jesus. <laughs> FYI, not gonna get better. No silver lining. Okay. Perfect. Love so, it. So, in order to protect herself from the lecherous uh, authority figures and also older boys at the orphanage, Arena tried to dress really plainly. She tried to like hide her physicality and her sexuality um, and just try to, like, escape notice because she didn't want to be further, like, raped. Was um, she, like, a teenager at this point? Yeah, starting, you know, starting at, like, puberty, basically, mm-hmm. on... She's in the orphanage basically her entire childhood. So from, like, oh, infancy okay. until she's 19. She's living yeah. in the orphanage. Um she also took an interest in self-defense techniques. Go, um, girl. And, nice. And became really physically aggressive. So, uh, if Don't anyone... Don't blame her one bit. Yeah, mm-hmm. pretty much. I mean, she was so abused. Yeah. Um, so, basically, if anyone did anything to her, she would beat them up. Um, she did develop a sexual relationship with a fellow orphan girl nicknamed Cheetah. 
Um, mm-hmm. but, but this relationship, uh, had kind of a sadomasochistic element to it in, in oh, that dear. Irina was the sadist. Oh, um, okay. And she took pleasure in hurting Cheetah. Oh, dear. But she also... Poor Cheetah. I know. But she also kind of loved her in, like, a way, but she was just so abused. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, um... She begins, as a teenager in the orphanage, she begins reporting hearing her father's voice. Uh, so she's having auditory hallucinations. And, of course, she didn't. She wouldn't know her father's voice or remember it because she was a literal infant when he died. But she, oh, yeah. she was, like, convinced that this was her father speaking to her. Okay. Well, to be fair, I think... That stuff can seep into your subconscious. Just because you're a baby, you just don't remember it. It doesn't mean that it's, like, not in there somewhere. Maybe. (laughs) I don't find that to be very compelling science, but... (laughs) It's in there somewhere. (laughs) Sure. But I don't think you can be, like, that... Aware. Yeah. That's that's certain that, oh, that's my dad's voice. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's probably just the devil. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's my point exactly. No. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. so it's 2001. Uh, Irina is 19. She's basically kicked out of the orphanage because she, like, aged out. Um, right. And her only real option is to go live with this sort of, uh, quote-unquote, foster family, but... It's not a real foster family because the child has to work in exchange right. for food and lodging. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like this transition uh, situation. Um, she felt really connected to them. Um, mm-hmm. But then she takes a temporary job in Germany to go save some money. And um, when she returns to the foster family in Romania... She realizes that they stole her, like, life savings, which wasn't much. Oh, my God. Yeah. And they replaced her with another foster daughter. Holy shit. How long was she gone? Fucking five days? I don't know. Probably a few months. But, like, she she kind of was looking at these people as, like, oh, I have a family (laughs) now. Yeah. And they steal from her, and they replace her, and she's just yeah. shit out of luck, basically. Oh, poor thing. That sucks. Yeah. So, she decides to uh, try to go find Cheetah, who has also left the orphanage. Um, and Cheetah is now living in the Holy Trinity Convent in the remote town of Tanasu? Tanachu? Mm. I don't know. I don't know. Somewhere. That sounds creepy. Yeah. All of it. Yeah. Oh, there are photos <laughs> on the drive of these towns. Oh, no. <laughs> we will... Thank God you have some photos because I have none. <laughs> don't worry. I've got a I lot. I tried I so a, hard. I have a screen grab of Linda Blair. Perfect. <laughs> I have a Whatever lot of works. photos. Thank God. Um, They will be on the blog. So... Irina goes to this remote town in eastern Romania, and she tries to convince Cheetah to go to Germany with her where they can both be waitresses, 
But Cheetah mm-hmm. doesn't want to go, maybe because Irina fucking abuses her. I don't know. Yeah, um, fair enough. And so Irina decides to just, like, lay low at the convent for a while. She's like, okay, mm-hmm. fine. Like, we won't go to Germany. I'll just stay here with you then. Okay. So, in the meantime, Irina's mental health issues are escalating. So... She okay. starts to be really abusive to the nuns, so she would mm-hmm. um, <laughs> Jesus. She would scream obscenities at them. <laughs> and ac- I've done that <laughs> at nuns. <laughs> <laughs> and accuse them of being gay. Um, <laughs> I've done that too. <laughs> no, you're gay. <laughs> I'm not gay. You're gay. Idiot. <laughs> even though, even Stupid though, Irina is. Kind of gay. I mean, she's in. Sure. She's like, it's funny. She's in a sexual relationship with a woman, and she's a cute. Yeah, she's yelling at nuns mm-hmm. that they're gay. Um. <laughs> so uh, she becomes really violent and probably suicidal. And after um, two to three months, the nuns are like, "Fuck this shit!" So they tie mm. her up. Yeah. And bring her to the nearest. Uh, hospital psychiatric unit, which is like, oh, okay, okay all right, at least that's something. They tied her We're up, onto something. not great, <laughs> yeah. but mental health recognized, okay. So she's at this psychiatric unit and she's diagnosed with schizophrenia. Mm-hmm. But, and remember, I said she has a sad life and it's not yeah. getting oh, better. Jesus. So she's, oh, di- she's diagnosed with schizophrenia. But she is also, at this time, diagnosed with late-stage leukemia. Holy shit. (laughs) What the fuck? Poor woman. I know, I don't mean to laugh, but it's just like... How does that even happen? It's just everything piled on this fucking one person. Oh, my God. Your life is garbage. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so so the psychiatric unit because it's Romania uh discharges her after 15 days uh because they knew that she was going to die from leukemia like there was nothing they could do about it and right. they didn't want her death to be counted against them in their like d- clearance rate in basically in their like death under our charge stats oh Jesus. my god so they just let her go so they, that is bullshit yeah so they made the nuns take her back they were like okay she's schizophrenic and she's dying Pfft, and she's your responsibility now bye you go yeah exactly. off to Holy the farm shit yeah god. so she's brought back to the convent She's not given any medication. Ugh. Um, and it's once she's back at the convent, uh, the convent's like head priest or or monk, who's a twenty nine year old. Oh God! Not good. so young. Yeah, that's my age. I. Yeah. Yeah. No, not safe. I I don't trust myself no. to no. take charge of anything. No. Mm-mm. So his his name is Father Daniel. Okay. 
Car- Father Dan. Father Carbino. Dan. <laughs> We're going to call him Father C. Okay. Um, so he is quoted as saying, uh, quote, you can't take the devil out of people with pills. Oh, fuck that guy. Yep. So, take a moment to go... Is he this crazy, red-headed, bearded man? Yep. Go look at photos so this guy on the drive. Looks exactly Jeez. like... Logan? Our, my, yeah, or my friend Dave. <laughs> I showed a picture. I have to admit that I, I peeked at the pictures, like, yesterday. Yeah. And I showed a picture of him to Dan, and I said, doesn't this look like Dave? And Dan looks at me and goes, that's not Dave. <laughs> like, indistinguishable. <laughs> And obviously I can't reveal the identity of the person I'm talking about to the general public, but ladies, I will definitely text you a picture of this guy. <laughs> so you can see how oh eerie God. it is. His Hi Dave. Was he the guy with the quarter on his dick? No. I've never oh. seen this person's penis. <laughs> well, that really narrows it down. You basically gave away his identity. <laughs> of the millions of men on the planet. So much for remaining anonymous, then. Anyway, this guy looks like a fucking freak. Yeah, he looks but, like, insane. Dave doesn't look like a fucking freak, but this guy looks like a fucking he freak. He has a bright you... red beard that, like, goes down to his knees, basically. It's, it's amazing. It's insanity. Back to the schizophrenic leukemia orphan. <laughs> oh, God. Um, so, you're really harshing my mellow right now, just so you know. Yeah, when does this get funny? <laughs> I'm just chugging wine so this gets less depressing sooner. I was kind of baking oh on you God. guys making it funny because the story is mm. not funny. It's kind of hard. You're not giving us good material to work with. <laughs> oh god right. lol she's dying okay oh my so, god her condition gets worse and worse and soon <laughs> she's she's <laughs> having delusions and she sets fire to her cell in the convent oh jesus jesus <laughs> you are seriously not making this easy for us i love it keep going laugh in the pain and that is when father c and the nuns Decide to perform an exorcism. So, Jesus. Apparently, oh. apparently the nuns would just do whatever this fucking red bearded guy said. They just. Oh, God. I wouldn't dare disobey him. Yeah, he's terrifying. Uh, he's horrifying. Okay, so she is stripped naked. Her hands and feet are, are bound. She's then carried into church. Tied to a wooden cross. Uh, what? Anointed with holy oil and then left there in the icy cold church, literally crucified for five days. Holy shit. Well, wait. What? Did they tie her to the cross or did they nail her they to the cross? They tied her. They did not nail okay. her. But they tied her. So then she wasn't literally crucified. Yeah, then technically. Okay. She's not literally gross. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking whiny bitch. The one piece of information I retained in in church. (laughs) The gruesome stuff I remember. Okay, so she's she's fucking, she has leukemia and schizophrenia and she's naked on a cross in like a cold church in eastern Romania. For five days. For five days, strung up. She did not eat or drink, although some of the nuns claimed that they gave her sips of holy water. 
Oh, fuck um, that. And well, five days without water would kill... That kills you. Yeah. Yeah, so they must have given her at least a couple sips of water just to sustain her, but still, yeah. that's not... <laughs> that's not a positive... Like, that's still fucked up. Talk about dark yeah. urine. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> dark and <Yeah>. smelly urine. <laughs> she must have been so dehydrated. Oh my god. Okay. They also shoved a towel in her mouth to prevent her from shouting, cursing, and blaspheming. Wow. So oh. after the five days, the nuns removed her from the crucifix and they brought her uh-huh. back to her cell, but shocker, she's unresponsive. Oh weird. Yeah. And still has leukemia probs. Late stage <laughs> leukemia with no medication. So it can't be proven that the crucifixion killed her. Just saying. Oh, it also can't be cr- proven that that didn't help. Yeah. Well. Try that in just court. Saying. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why that's applicable. It just felt right. It, it felt right. Okay, so Father C claims that she was cured. He claims this is a success and that (laughs) fainting is normal after a demon leaves the body. Well, I'm convinced. So he's like, yeah, he's like, everybody chill. (laughs) She's fine. Leave her in her room. The demon's gone. Mm -hmm. I'm amazing. So, okay. (laughs) Come stroke my beard. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The nuns, however, after, like, you know, several hours of Irina not waking, uh, they mm-hmm. decide to call an ambulance. Well, she, at least the women have some semblance of a brain in their head. Well, after they've slowly murdered this person, this 23-year-old. Sure. Yeah. Can you remind me what year this was? <laughs> 2015. Look, I want you to look at the photos of the town. Do you see the photo of the horse-driven cart and all the babushkas yeah. standing near yes. it? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So this was in 2005. Shut <laughs> up. I was kidding. <laughs> They're color photographs. It has to be recent. Isn't but this like a screenshot Jesus. of a Google Earth? It is. It's Google Earth. I Googled Earth oh, then, and that came up. How fucking God. amazing Are is you that? Shitting Can you imagine me? the Google Earth car just trying to get the fuck around this donkey-drawn <laughs> garage that's like in the oh, middle of the road? Get the fuck God. out of my way. You guys have to go to the blog and see these. Like, I wasn't aware that these were fucking Google Earth pictures. Yep. Yeah, this is not a resort town in Romania, tell you what. Oh, wow. Yep. Okay. So that many sucks. babushkas. So many babushkas. Okay, so Irina is pronounced dead at arrival at the hospital. The autopsy mm-hmm. reveals that she died of exhaustion, suffocation, and dehydration. A.K.A. successful exorcism. <laughs> success. <laughs> she died of success. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Arena. I'm so sorry. So we're laughing with you. Right. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> the d- we're all three going to be possessed by Irina's demon. Oh, for sure. I'm fine with it. Morning. She sounds badass. Yeah. Let's do this. Okay, oh, so God. 
the defense at trial, so they try Father C and several nuns. Their mm. defense uh, tries to claim that she died of an overdose of adrenaline administered by the EMTs on the way to the emergency <laughs> room. Oh, okay. Yeah. Boy, bye. <laughs> yeah. Get the fuck out. Shut the shut your face. <laughs> so the jury did not buy it. Uh, Thank you. Father C and several nuns were convicted of, I think, just manslaughter and given mm. sentences between five to eight years. Ugh, there's probably some weird loophole about, like, performing a rid- religious ritual or something. Yeah, there's something that basically they were like, we were trying to help her. Right. Bullshit. What's this picture of this person in a coffin? Is that Irina? Yeah. Oh. Have you not gotten there yet? I'm speeding there now. Yeah, look around. I mean, Kenyon, have you not gotten there in your story yet? No, that's fine. Well, we know she's dead. Yeah, she's dead. They're mourning her around a coffin. Yeah, that's her. Oh, my God. Yeah, but was she died being taken to the hospital? No, No, she died beforehand. No. When did they have time to put her in a coffin and, like, light candles around her then? I think after after the After the hospital, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. They gave her a... I mean, she had a funeral... And then after that, I guess they charged them. Um, Jesus Christ. Okay, so Father C was released from prison in 2011. Oh, great. My Um, God, he's on the loose. Yeah, except this is is my favorite part. He tried to to move to a nearby small village. So, you know, like maybe 20 miles from the first village where all this went down and start a new monastery. But the local villagers literally chased him out of town with pitchforks (laughs) and burning torches. (gasps) Yes! (laughs) That is amazing. In 2011. (laughs) And now. Oh, my God. Father C is a hermit exiled to the surrounding hills. Good, because fuck you. You deserve it. Yeah. Piece of shit. Oh my god. They chased him out of town with literal pitchforks. That's fucking awesome. Fucking amazing. Okay, and so my very last. God bless you, Romania. So good. (laughs) Romania, just don't change. Don't ever change. Let's move there. Don't, Don't ever, ever change. But actually change really rapidly. <laughs> yeah, you're and terrifying. drastically, because your livelihood is garbage. Fucking catch up. So, uh, last tidbit, in 2012, the uh, this story was kind of fictionalized and became a movie uh, called Beyond the Hills, which actually won two prizes at the Cannes Film Festival. It won Best, oh. best Actress and Best Screenplay. Okay. Mm. I'll check that shit out. Yeah. So it looks really creepy and amazing. I haven't been able to find a like pirated link yet, but I really oh. want to see it. Beyond the Hills. Yeah, it'll be on the blog when we do. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we'll share our pirated version on the blog. Please don't arrest us. All right. So that cool. is Irina... Don't know how to say her other names. That is the saddest story of all time. Yeah. Irina's not even her real... Is that her real first name either? It's her middle name. Couldn't you not pronounce any of her names? Her real first name was like Marichicha. I can't... (laughs) Chiquita Banana. Shit up. I don't know. That's fine. Yeah. I love it. 
There you go. We don't do any fact checking on this show. I don't give a shit. She could have written this story in the bathtub yesterday and I'd still be all over it. Fine she by me. She definitely did. The Google Earth images are the only thing that's backed that up and they are so beyond ridiculous mm-hmm. that I... She might as well have sketched No, it's them. the only thing to corroborate that the town exists. Yo, I... They're taken out of, like, a Leslie Nielsen movie, like a parody. <laughs> I spent so much time on Google Earth. I Google Earth... I believe it. ...every fucking village in, like, a <laughs> huge vicinity of this. I wanted to find the exact oh. monastery, but I couldn't. I could only find it in one of the towns. It just looks I so know. sad. <laughs> I want to know what the agents that are, like, documenting us on the NSA watch list are thinking when they see that kind of activity. Yeah, they're like, this is their meeting point. The eagle flies at midnight. Why is she looking at remote villages in Romania for hours on end? We are for sure on a no-fly list. Uh, Well, I'll find out in May when I go visit my sister. Yep. Report back. I will. Anyway, so thank you very much for all of that. That was amazing. You're welcome. Um, My story comes from Sri Lanka, which apparently has an incredibly superstitious (laughs) (laughs) superstitious culture and strongly believes in demons and demonic possession. Mm. So we learned a little bit about this earlier in Lucy's awesome overview. Um, Sri Lanka is predominantly Buddhist, um, but their belief in black magic, sorcery, and exorcism remains extremely strong. Um, An exorcist or yakadura, which translates to demon doctor, would be in high Mm. demand to provide exorcism rituals to drive out demons and other evil spirits believed to bring bad luck and disease. So (laughs) that's kind of a running theme. Hold on. Can I just interject a personal story? Mm, Of course. (laughs) So it relates. So (laughs) listeners, if you didn't already realize, I, well, from Minnesota currently mm-hmm. live in South Africa. Mm-hmm. And we are, in fact, not in the same we room. We are not together. in the same room. Although our they... masterful editing skills may have in this from your realization. <laughs> there have been lots of clues. Um, but anyway, so I live in South Africa, and uh, last year we were... Uh, walking down the street and there was this guy and so it's like witch doctors are like fairly common here and they're called sangomas Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. so they'll they'll help you with like bad luck or like a lost lover like they'll do like love Mm -hmm. spells all this stuff whatever what about lost luggage You get for me. sure what I thought you were about to say. Can you get me my duffel back within 24 hours? I only packed one pair of underwear. <laughs> Do you have any inside connections with British Airways? I really Send need help. the help. No. Anyway. Okay, so these are Sangomas, and there are signs for them literally everywhere. Like, at every traffic mm-hmm. light, there's, like, a bad ad for, like, you know, <laughs> love potions by some Sangoma, right? So, we're, have you ever tried one? I fucking wish, but this is my story. Oh my so, god! Okay, we're walking down the street, and there is—it's um, in Durban, and it was kind of like a, you know, little bit rough neighborhood. And 
there's this dude there, and he has a tarp laid out on the sidewalk. And uh, on the tarp is just, like, hundreds of animal bones and skulls Ooh. and furs. Okay. Sweet. Mm. Into it, 100%. Yeah, and, like, some packets of probably sage. Parmesan. (laughs) (laughs) Italian seasoning from the local pizza hut. Some packets of ranch. Oregano. (laughs) Some garlic butter. Oh my god, that sounds so good. I'm starving. You you forgot about that, didn't you? There is Domino's here. Keep going. I'm so hungry. Okay, oh, garlic God. butter is the siren song of the United States <laughs> for all these expats. Come home. Oh. Okay. Drink me. So, um, we had had, my uh, fiance and I had had some bad luck recently. Like, we had, like, our, our credit card stolen and, like, our car needed repairs and, like, all this shit was happening. And we were just like, fuck yeah. this noise. So, I see this guy and I'm like, oh, my God, this is my chance. It's a Sangoma. <laughs> <laughs> this is my chance. <laughs> so, I, so I go up to him and I'm like, hello, sir, how are you? Whatever. And then I tell him, like, what can you do for bad luck? Mm-hmm. And he looks at me like I am, like I have three heads, basically. He looks <laughs> at me like I'm a fucking moron. And mm-hmm. he goes, I am not Sangoma. I am pharmacy. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. You offended the only doctor in South Africa. <laughs> well, he probably saw that coming because you're like the blonde, White. blue-eyed gringo walking down the streets of Durban. It's like, all right. He's just prepping himself to be offended I by know. something. I know. I, I was it. like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize that your tar there was a difference. bones <laughs> was a pharmacy and not a witch doctor. My mistake. My bad. Like, my god. Oh, do you have any Trisprintec? <laughs> I'll take two packs of Plan B. Have a nice day. Can you look at my rash? <laughs> I've got shingles. Um, anyway. <laughs> I love now this I'm story. sort of understanding how maybe you got the shingles. Right. Yeah. That was saying. for sure a You curse. offended him so much he cursed you. He yeah, and you're just sick all the me. time now. I was being so polite to him. I how was Pharmacy. It doesn't I, matter. It yeah. doesn't matter. There you, you go. You fucked up. <laughs> so that happened. You done fucked up. <laughs> He's like, well, cool. for that bitch, I'm going to become a sangria, whatever you said. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'm going to curse her. Now that we've offended most people in most countries throughout the world, I'm going to continue with my story. (laughs) Please, please take us away from this topic. So exorcism rituals are often highly involved and a yakadura can spend hours completing the elaborate ceremonies. Okay. The cost of having such an exorcism done can be as much as an average Sri Lanka worker makes in three months. Oof. These people are raking it in. Oofta. Mm-hmm. By like 
Sri Lankan rupee standards. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Um, um, so we I was continued to offend. Yeah, pretty much. But whatever. <laughs> I I was reading a little bit about just like the superstition in Sri Lankan culture, and I found an online publication called Roar, with um, basically just like an op-ed written by a Sri Lankan columnist that is that says. Young village girls are advised not to fry food at night because it can invite demonic possession. Okay. So we're talking. I get it. We're talking like this is how cray the delusion is here. Mm-hmm. Um, Mahasona, which translates to the greatest demon, this is the popular bareheaded demon, appears as a black dog to hapless victims, leaving behind an imprint of his hand on their skin where he has clocked them one. Oh. <laughs> Which I just what, thought was funny. What a turn of phrase. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, and these are all quotes from this from this written piece. The Kalu, to the moon. To the moon. The Kalu Kamaya, Kamaraya, Kalu Kamaraya, or Black Prince, is said to prowl around at night looking for young girls to possess or victimize. Um, cemeteries, tamarind trees, garaka trees, billing trees, forests in general, streams, and for some strange reason, three-way junctions, like streets, <laughs> all, all serve as favorite demon hangout spots. Okay. So anywhere God, outside. Can't go anywhere. Can't go anywhere. Oh my God, you guys, so you guys, trees. you guys, 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 all the lights in my house just flickered. I'm really freaked out. Ew, no, are you serious? The witch doctor. Oh, no, I'm so sorry. <laughs> He's coming for you. He goes, He's oh coming for you. That's quick. Make yourself bleed and wipe some blood on your doorway. But more importantly, are you still connected to the internet and yeah. can we keep recording? We can, but I'm really freaked out for real, Is Zach home? Yeah, but he's asleep. Oh, he's okay, fine. Cut his skin and get some <laughs> blood from him. He won't notice and put it on your doorway. I'm Just wake so him sorry. up. Okay, keep going. Okay. So it comes as no surprise that a town outside of Colombo, Sri Lanka, would have a resident Yakadura. I think most towns do have them. Mm-hmm. I like Colombo, Sri Lanka. <laughs> Why not? So we're t- going to talk about 32 year old Maxi Castro, who is a man. <laughs> Who <laughs> is a man? Who is a man? Just thought I'd, you know, <laughs> born biologically male. Um, oh he God. was called to help put an end to a series of strange events that were occurring at the house of a local school teacher, Wasantha Bandera. A lot okay. of tough names for this white girl to pronounce, so I'm doing my best. Bandera <laughs> had become concerned because of the bad luck she'd been experiencing, and after seeing Castro carry out an exorcism at a temple six months prior, she asked Castro to come do the same for her at her house. So Maxi uh, Castro checks out her property and kind of makes an assessment. Quote, he said I had bad luck because someone had sprinkled human ash at my house, but he could drive out evil spirits through this ritual. She said this in an interview with local media. Uh, Very little was reported about this, so I just like kept seeing the same yeah. S- sound bites over and over again. I don't think the Sri Lankan press is like very advanced. <laughs> um, or like really gives a <laughs> shit. But anyway. Um, so uh, this is Lucy, you're not gonna like this, so just buckle up. Okay. All right. Um, Castro begins yeah. Oh god. Castro god begins the ritual by sacrificing a cat to cleanse the home of evil spirits. <sighs> Called it. 
Uh, mm. As long as it wasn't my cat. So I couldn't... Or any cats that I've ever met. <laughs> I couldn't really figure out the why of this, so I did a little bit of digging, and seven countries in the world have pretty much no legislation to protect animals from cruelty. Mm. Um, and those countries include, along with Sri Lanka, Somalia, Sudan, Iran, uh, Iraq, and Iran. Um, China. I'm sorry. They pro- China probably has legislation, but it's not very strictly enforced. Yeah. It's not for dogs. That's for goddamn right. sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so Sri Lanka actually does have an antiquated piece of leg- legislation that's literally a century old. Mm-hmm. That's called the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals Ordinance Number 13, and it was set in 1907. Yes, yeah, super colonial. Pu- yeah. Exactly. The maximum punishment is a fine of 100 rupees, which maybe at the time was significant, now but it's $2. by today's standards, yeah, in, like four dollars. In US currency it's a dollar 50. Yep. <laughs> so it's like people fuck. don't give a fuck. Um, and oh, animal sacrifice it. for the sake of ritual is fairly common in Sri Lanka because of um, their religious beliefs and again there's really no deterrent not to do it. Um And the more I looked, again, I was like, what the fuck is with all this blood sacrifice? But apparently blood sacrifice has existed in religious context for hundreds of years, spanning a multitude of religions. Mm. Um, And the sacrifice of blood in many religions gives one the power to overcome Satan and his evil, like, teammates, so whatever other demons he has in his squad. (laughs) Hashtag squad goals. So (laughs) from that perspective, I I do kind of get it, but I'm not on board as both an atheist and a pet owner. Yeah. Like, if you're going to kill an animal, it better be to make it into something goddamn delicious and not just to, like, ward (laughs) off evil spirits. Um, But the next part of the ritual is what really got me and what (laughs) compelled me to do this story and what really got Castro, sadly. The peculiar (laughs) ritual involved Castro requesting that he be buried in the ground in a shallow grave with with a sword that he would push up from underneath the earth to indicate that he was ready to be dug up. What? Wait, yep. wait, wait, wait. He's counting on resurrection? No, he wants to be buried in a grave and the dirt put over him. Is he alive? But he's buried, oh, well, he's still alive. He's alive. He, and he's okay. buried with a sword in his hand, and he's going to poke the sword out of the ground when he's ready to be dug up. Not That's a, a very odd request. So they go out in the backyard, and they dig a shallow pit. <laughs> the backyard. And he climbs in with his sword. They mm. cover him with dirt. Dear God. And they waited. Oh my. He suffocated to death. And waited. Oh, no. And waited. <laughs> and like I mentioned earlier, these rituals can take hours. So they likely assumed that that was the deal here. But they waited for three hours near the buried pit, waiting for him to stick the sword up through the dirt to indicate that he was well, ready to be dug up. That's what he gets for killing a cat, mm-hmm. motherfucker. I would have waited after th- for days. <laughs> well. It's I know, I would have kept waiting on it. it. Three hours, I result. thought you were going to say three days, to I be wish. honest with you. No, but, I mean, three hours is a long time to stand next to a pit and be like, mm. <laughs> Do you see a sword? I'm just imagining. I don't see a sword. Not if you had, like, beers and, like, some cards or something. I don't think they were having a barbecue pit side. A grill? I don't know. <laughs> so, after three fucking hours, they think, oh, shit, maybe we should take this dude up. This is not looking good. He's dead. And sure oh, enough, they find him completely unconscious in the ground. 
and he's rushed <laughs> to the hospital but was dead before he even got there. Oh. I'm sorry for laughing, it's but funny. he brought that on 1,000%. Yeah, I don't himself. feel bad for him oh at all. Oh my God. Totally That's so, kind of I did more research because it's like, why why the fuck would you would you bury yourself alive? I couldn't figure it out. Unless you're David Blaine. Uh, you just Blaine. had an, an inkling. Uh, I mean, a hunch. maybe, but I, I just don't understand the link to burying yourself alive, ridding a space of evil spirits. And I really couldn't find a solid answer, but I did learn enough by at least widening crime standards to speculate <laughs> as we do heavily on this show. So this is, this is my very well-researched theory. Um, people, animals, and objects thought to be possessed by evil spirits have been buried throughout the course of history. Not people who are alive, but, like, maybe someone who died of some possession-related incident. Um, they would bury or burn them to, like, cast out whatever demon was attached to it. Yeah. Um, it's, like, a way to banish the evil from the earth and into the ground. And so my theory is that maybe during the sacrifice of the cat, he attempted to take the spirit, like, unto himself and then bury himself alive for a period of time to sort of trick the spirit into staying banished in the earth and okay. then assuming he'd be able to be dug up again and then go on his merry way. That was, like, the only way I could wrap my head around the, the process of events. To but like, I, mimic, a, mimic some, kind of, some kind of death ceremony exactly. to, like, trick him into the next world. Sure. Or no. So that, that's my theory, that, like, he took the spirits into himself, buried himself alive to banish the spirits into the earth, and then... Thought he would make it back out, but clearly did not. Okay. Well, joke's on him. Mm -hmm. The spirits sort of latched on. And I'm probably completely wrong. So please, if you have any insight into this ritual in particular and have a better researched answer than I do, I would love to hear it because I'm so confused. So I have to re-ask yet again, Mm -hmm. what fucking year was this? This was... 2014, I believe. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It was not long ago. I know. We are regressing, you guys. Well, but it's also Sri Lanka, which is like a tiny island. As a species, we're regressing. Well, Sri Lanka, yeah, they've had like civil war and they've Mm. had they've had a rough go of it. This is the least of their problems. If a couple people want to bury themselves alive. I just found this so bizarre and amazing. It is bizarre and amazing. Stick to sage, y'all. Yeah. Stick to sage. Stick to sage, (laughs) y'all. Stay out of convents and stay out of graves. Mm-hmm. Even shadows don't dead. kill any fucking cats. Yeah, yeah, leave the cats alone. Leave the cats alone. Leave Britney alone. <laughs> Whining Crime's main goal is to bring back the popularity of Chris Crocker, so I hope it's working. Oh my god, we need to get him on an episode. I bet the I only bet reason we made he has Chris seen Crocker. some shit. I'm sure he has. And that's Chris my story. Parker, if oh. you're listening, please tweet us. Yep. <laughs> all right. Well, that cool. was fantastic. Mm. I fucking love I all this crazy ass shit. It's so good. Mm. And as long as my lights don't ever flicker again. <laughs> that shit gray, girl. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that I pharmacist is probably you. in your yard right now. It's not okay. I got goosebumps from... <laughs> 4,000 miles away. Mm. I just want to make it clear to whatever demon is currently in my apartment, <laughs> I was not making fun of the Sangoma. 
on purpose. I was genuinely oh confused and disappointed that this person was not a Sangoma. <laughs> I wanted something for bad luck and this planter ward. <laughs> I, just, I just started with the wrong question yes. and got mad. Yes. It was a miscommunication. Oh, I'm sorry I called you a sangria, but... Anyway. All right, okay. Special thanks this week. We have three new Patreon supporters. Woo-woo! Woo! Um, Jessica Lara. Mm-hmm. Jenny Allen. Mm-hmm. And the craziest name, and I love this person... J.V. Mm-hmm. Hampton Van Sant. Ooh. Did you say Jay-Z? J.V. Yep. as in vagina, not Jay-Z as in oh. the rapper. <laughs> I heard Jay-Z and I got super excited and I was like, I didn't know his last name was Van Sant. I like that we have, the Patriots are like the three J's. Yes, Jessica, mm-hmm. Jenny, and J.V. And also something about J.V. Hampton Van Sant. Uh, mm-hmm. oh, say it again. J.V. <laughs> Start over. Say it again. How do we do? I can't. I'm like embarrassed to even do our fake British accents now. Oh, no. Say it normally. I love it. JV Umpton. No, I can't do it. Van (laughs) Sant. That was horrible. I loved it. Uh, Mixter Hyde. This is Mixter Hyde. So he also reviewed us on his YouTube channel. So double Mm -hmm. shout out. Thank you so much. And then this week would simply not be complete if we did Mm -hmm. not send out the biggest thanks of all time to mm-hmm. the Nandy Nandersons. Nandy's paging <laughs> Dr. Nandy. Paging the Nandersons. Who has indeed agreed you. to be on our show. Yep. We cannot wait. So episode upcoming. Yep. Stay fucking tuned. We gonna get Nandy up in this B. Fucking Dr. Nandy. Shit gonna get Nandy. (laughs) We paged Dr. Nandy and he responded. Yep. And also his wife is the cutest. We Yeah, Callie's the greatest person of all time. Yep. So big shout out to the Nandys. Thank you all. So jazzed. We'll see you next week, y'all. Woohoo! Love you. Bye bye. Thanks for listening to Wine and Crime. Our cover art is by Kali Yip. Music by Phil Young and Corey Wendell. Sound mixing by Dan Larson. Check out our website and blog at wineandcrimepodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at wineandcrimepod. If you have wine recommendations or creepy true crime stories to share, email us at wineandcrimepodcast at gmail.com. All Wine and Crime episodes are available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play, plus a number of other podcasting apps. If we're not on your preferred app yet, let us know and we'll work to make sure you get your wine and crime fix ASAP. Most importantly, if you like the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. It really is the best way to spread the word. Support for wine and crime comes from us. At the moment, we're footing most of the bill, but we ain't too proud to beg, so we're also on Patreon. If you'd like to support us and get a shout out on air, Visit our Patreon page to keep this podcast and the wine flowing.